Welcome to Dodgers Daily. I'm Casey Porter. I'm so glad that you've decided to tune in. Hey, it was a very fun Saturday night. How about the performance of Clayton Kershaw? How about Trace Thompson? Thompson went for the tray. J.D. Martinez had a good night, and it was a good night all around for the L.A. Dodgers. It was also a good night down the farm at AAA Oklahoma City inside Bricktown Ballpark. It was a walk-off for Jemai Jones. We're going to get to that. There was some good bullpen action. There was some good action overall, like I said, in Oklahoma City. So we're going to get to that. But before we do, hey, fans, just a reminder, if you like this video and if you like this kind of content, go ahead and click that like button. Leave a comment. Tell all your friends about Dodgers Daily. Become a subscriber. After you subscribe, click that notification bell. Turn on your notifications. That way, every time Dodgers Daily releases a new video, you'll be notified. You won't miss a thing. And Dodgers Daily can keep growing. And we can keep providing you content and videos. Videos like this in the future as we love to do okay like i said it was a big night it was a fun night there's a lot to get to so let's not waste any more time and let's talk dodgers baseball well i originally planned on starting this show with this clip of gavin stone and this is from what is this sunday so this is from friday night start where he gave up six and i've had a lot of messages hey what happened to gavin stone you know what what you know he gave up the six runs and they were all earned what happened and i wanted to show you this because you know on friday uh, oklahoma had lots of wind fire uh, lots of fires and they were they were fueled by wind they were wildfires and you know actually you know there was a lot of people who had to evacuate their homes and the wind was blowing out of the west northwest 30 miles an hour consistently gusting up to up to 40 miles an hour and so the last home run you're going to see was actually hit to right field which was aided by that wind and i think you know you can see for yourself you can go to my twitter facebook instagram and see for yourself that the ball wasn't hit all that hard, and it kind of rode into that jet stream. There's another jam shot. So let me kind of go through this and explain what happened to Gavin Stone on Friday. Okay, baseball, definitely, there's that home run right there. Look, that's into a 30-mile-an-hour wind, and it barely cleared the right field fence. It might have been gusting up to 40. I can tell you the gusts were unbelievably insane on Friday. So there, we'll get to that. Let's back up just a little bit first, though. Okay, so baseball can be a cruel game. Second inning, of course, he gave up three runs in the second inning, three in the third. In the second inning, he gave up an infield hit right here. Okay, so he gives up this infield hit. Then the next hit you're going to see is a jam shot. Look, there's a jam shot right there. Okay, and then what I want you to notice on this next hitter, watch these borderline pitches now. They, use, they are using, the, look at that pitch, the automated balls and strikes. But, you know, there's some strikes that they call way down in the zone. Look at that pitch called a ball. And then there's some balls like that that, that aren't called strike. And then look at that borderline pitch. You know, so three absolute borderline pitches, loads the bases. Okay, now watch this double. This is off the end of the bat. It lands 25 feet in front, just, just places it perfectly. Lands 25 feet in front of the track or something like that, estimate a little bit. And then it checks up because it wasn't hit very hard. So he gave up a jam shot, he gave up an infield base hit, and then a double that was just perfectly placed. Now, here's the third inning where he gave up three runs. Here's another jam shot, okay? And then he did walk a guy that was on him, but then here's that home run that was hit with a 30-mile-an-hour win behind him. Then on any other day, I would have to say, 
is a routine fly ball caught probably 10 feet in front of the track. So really, just kind of a cruel day, kind of a get day. You know, now he does he does need to throw more strikes. He he what he did walk some guys, and you know the command kind of came and went at times. But I wanted to show you, by and large, the six runs mostly were just bad luck and just balls that were placed perfectly, like the two you're seeing here, like the double that scored the three runs, like the home run that was hit with the wind. Just kind of a lot of bad luck and some bad timing for Gavin Stone that led to the back-to-back three-run innings and the six runs total. This was one of my most favorite innings. I don't have all the hits on here. I have the Trace Thompson home run again, and why not? Hey, Trace Thompson. Thompson was simply fantastic. This was his first home run of the evening, one of three. This was a great inning. If you go back and you watch the game again or if you just want to know about it, okay, Mookie Betts hit a double, so he got on. Freddie Freeman hit behind him, kind of pulled a little ball and, and hit behind him, moved Freddie over to third base, and then Chris Taylor hit a sacrifice fly. I love that kind of ball, especially to get that first run. You know, sometimes – the hardest run of the game to score is that first run, trying to get that lid off. So the Dodgers played, I don't want to say small ball because there was a double in there, but you know, you move a runner by hitting behind them and then you hit a sacrifice fly. So I just want to say good offense. The Dodgers played great offense to get the lid off, to get the first run. And as a baseball purist, it, it you know, it just, I, I talk about it a lot. I don't like it when the only way the Dodgers score is through home runs. I want their offense to be more dynamic. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. Hey, a guy like Mookie Betts, get on base. A guy like Freddie Freeman, hit behind him, move it over, uh, move him over. And then a guy like Chris Taylor, whoever it may be, move him in. Get him on, get him over, get him in. I love that kind of baseball. Not all the time. I love it for the first round of the game to get the lid off, to get that first run, which, like I said, is sometimes the hardest to score. And then I like to be able to do it. So if you're in a one-run game late in a game or in the extra innings, you have the ability to score the one run if you need it. And then once you get that lid off, that takes so much pressure off of your hitters, you know, after you've already scored that one run. And then once you got the lid off, then you just go to piling on like the Dodgers did last night. That was absolutely perfect baseball. I think I enjoyed watching this inning as much as, uh, as any inning offensively just from a baseball perspective as I can remember in a long time. It still has me excited, if you can't tell, in the tone of my voice. So congratulations, first of all, again, to Trace Thompson for the three home runs. But congratulations to the Dodgers for a wonderful first inning. And when that first inning, you play offense like that, comes in the first inning, that sets the tone for the whole game. And it certainly did, and it was a great night for L.A. Well, it's taken us a minute to get to Clayton Kershaw, but we are finally here, and I am pumped to talk about it. You know, usually whenever he throws as well as he did last night, Clayton Kershaw is at the top of the list as far as starting the show off at any time. You have the three home runs and a performance like Trace Thompson. Well, you can't deny that, so Trace had to go first. Okay, Clayton Kershaw, try this on for size. Nine strikeouts, no walks. So nine strikeouts, no walks. How about a nine-to-zero strikeout-to-walk ratio? That's pretty darn good. Okay, through 76 pitches. Of those 76, 56 were strikes. He was heavy on the four-seam. He threw 31 four-seams. He was 91-92 on the fastball, at four-seam fastball. He also hit through a slider like he normally does. As his most dominant secondary pitch, he threw a slider 26 times. But then he also threw his curveball 17 times, which I really like because that 
curveball like you just saw right there. It adds a little bit more depth, but then it also adds another change of speeds right there, that big 74 mile hour curveball. And whenever you're only throwing 91, 92 like that, you know, you saw Kershaw earlier locate, look at that sweeping slider to the back foot of that right-hander. Whenever you're only throwing 91, 92, you gotta locate to the low and away corner, and then the up and in corner, there's the low and away corner. You saw just a minute ago him locate that four seam up and in. He tried to locate that one a little bit up and in. Okay, so you gotta locate the fastball, and then you have to change speeds. So he throws that curveball 17 times to give him just another change of speeds. So you, you lose, you use, I should say, easy for me to say, you use location, with your four seam and you change speeds you know you have a little harder slider and then you have the little slower curveball and then he threw in two change-ups there's that big curveball again two change-ups on the evening just to kind of keep the hitter off balance just a touch so clayton kershaw featuring three or four pitches last night heavy on the first three the fastball slider and curveball so what a great performance again he went six innings, nine strikeouts, no walks, four hits, just one run. Kershaw, boy, he looked fantastic last night. It was a great night for the Dodgers. That was a big night for J.D. Martinez as boy, he pulled that curveball right there, right down the left field line. He went two for three and like clockwork. Spring training's over, so he can start hitting the ball like we all know J.D. Martinez is capable of. It seems like he always struggles in spring training, and it never matters. He always has a good regular season after struggling in spring training and i'll tell you what i'll take you back to that last game of spring training i mentioned it at the time he took a pitch on the outer half to right field and then he pulled a pitch on the inner half and like i've said a couple of times now when you're talking about veterans and now look at that he take that he took that outside pitch over the right field wall and so when you know you're looking for signs of veterans not not numbers in spring training and whenever he starts hitting that pitch on the outer half to right field and starts pulling the inside pitch, that's the sign you're looking for. As you can see, 107.4 miles an hour, 24 degrees off the bat, 409 very happy feet for J.D. Martinez. Two for three last night, lock like clockwork. Spring training's over, so J.D. Martinez starts hitting. How about Andre Jackson? Look at that location. He starts that change up on the middle center cut and lets that ride back into a righty and then watch him just pepper the outside corner with that four seam there's a change up that got away with him a little bit you know there is that slider that he located on the outer half and when you can keep it tight and start it on the outer half and keep it a strike there's that fastball that he's peppering to that outside corner that i mentioned just a minute ago when you can keep that tighter slide i love how he's starting that change up in the middle of the plate and letting it break back into a righty you know what a lot of dodgers have done in the past is they've started that thing off the plate that one right there matter of fact andre jackson got his first strikeout as a major leaguer to lefties he's able to do two different things so i want you to take notice of this when he's throwing that change up to left, you saw it three times in a row he has what's called hop factor so he starts it off the plate inside and then moves it back over to the inside part of the plate meaning that ball is hopping back over the plate but when he's throwing it to right he's watch he center cuts it and lets it break back into lets it ride back into their hands so he's using that change up in two different ways he starts it off the plate to his glove side to a lefty making it look inside then hops it back over the plate to a righty he's starting it center cut letting it ride back in on their hands and he is executing that. You know, it's one thing to put that plan together, say, hey, I think this would be a good idea to do this. I think it'd be effective. 
It's another to go out and do it. Andre Jackson, all year long, spring training. His first performance last night. He got away with one right there. That was center cut. But all year long, that's absolutely executed. There's that hop factor of the lefty. Started off the plate inside. There's another one. Started off the plate inside. Hop it back over the plate. Very tough pitch to hit because by the time there's a there's a really good one there. By the time the hitter has that has to make up their mind whether they want to swing, the ball is not a strike. So it's hard to commit to swing at that pitch. And there's the forcing up the zone. So he still has the spin rate forcing. You know, 94 miles an hour, 93 to 95 is what he was last night. So then he can pair that change up with that tight slider, and his slider is so tight right now that he can actually start it, you know, on the outer half of the plate, and it breaks so tightly, almost like a cutter, that it stays on the plate, and like right there, okay? And hitters have to swing at it. You can't just let that go because it's tight enough to where it may stay in the zone. And then whenever he throws that, that four seam that rides up in the zone to match all that, to pair with all that. And he's in the zone and executing. Andre Jackson is what you saw last night. He's very, very, very good. And I am so proud of him. I'm so happy for him. It was a struggle last year. He made it through it. And he is so good right now. And, you know, hey, another big thing about this is he went three innings you know so he's a guy we've talked about it he's a guy who started in his past and he's a guy you know hey not super fired up maybe about the starting rotation although Clayton Kershaw was great last night you know Tony Gonsolin hurt Ryan Pepio hurt and Noah Syndergaard hasn't looked great in his last two outings of course Dustin May looked fantastic even though the Dodgers lost on Friday night but hey if you're not fired up about the rotation I've said it a couple times, guys like Andre Jackson can take pressure off of them because he can extend. There's a lot of guys in the bullpen for the Dodgers who are former starters that if you need from your bullpen, they can extend, take that pressure off of the rotation. So from that perspective, that has me very, very excited about the Dodgers bullpen. Not only is it talented, not only are there elite arms in the pen, there are guys that can be versatile. There are guys that can stretch out and go multiple innings and guys that can execute like Andre Jackson. So the big Dodgers, L.A. won last night and just played a great game. So how did AAA Oklahoma City, you know, AAA Oklahoma City is the only affiliate that has actually started already. I believe the other organizations, Tulsa and Great Lakes and Tulsa, Great Lakes and Rancho, I believe they actually start no, next Thursday, maybe next Friday, something like that. I would have to check the schedule, but it's later next week. Let's just put it that way. Okay, so Oklahoma City, how did they do? There was a big crowd there at Bricktown Ballpark and and there was a walk-off by Jemai Jones that we're going to get to here in a minute. That was super exciting. But what I'm showing you here is Nick Robertson. And I want to show you this, and I want you to watch because, hey, make up your own mind. He's 94. Look at that changeup. He's 94 to 96 on his – 95, 96 actually last night on his four-seam fastball. Watch how tight his slider is. We kind of talked about that with Andre Jackson. Breaks the bat right there on a pitch that was really kind of center cut. That tells you that he has some velo behind that. You know, I was talking to Rob Hill about Nick Robertson, and he mentioned that Mookie Betts in spring training when he was taking some bats off of him talked about how the ball just – it's so deceptive because he's so long, he gets down the hill so well. His extension is very good, and then he hides the ball pretty well, and it just seems like the ball gets on top of you. So although he's 95-96, it's a deceptive 95-96. His slider has tightened up, son. He's done a great job with his body. Okay, his changeup, you've, you've seen it a couple times 
already now look at that change up just fan I, matter of fact i can't tell if that's a change up or maybe a, that's a change up there or a slider you know so i wanted you know, there's that four seam up i wanted you know take a look at this watch this make up your own mind okay i've said it a couple times look at that big change up right there that's big time is Nick Robertson? There's that tight little slider, just kind of a get me over there. There's the four seam with the ride and run, and there's a tight slider again. That was Alizone, not his best slider there, but there's that fastball that had that, you know, had that ride and run to it, which is why it broke the bat. So hey, you make up your own mind. Is Nick Robertson a major league caliber pitcher and reliever or not? I, I've been saying it for a couple of years now. He definitely is, in my opinion. He has big time talent. He has big time arm. He has. He has some intangibles that I love. You know, he went to James Madison. Very, very smart. But other than that, from a physical perspective, I love the intangibles of how he's able to create power without using, you know, you know, by using the least amount of energy possible. I love the way he's deceptive with hiding the ball. Look how he drops the ball. The ball stays behind his back until he gets right there. Okay, that's deceptive for him. That's why they're late on that. Like you see, look how deceptive that is, how long he hides that ball behind his back, and then he's tall, so he gets down the mound very well, and it's like he's handing the ball off to the catcher. So there's just a lot of things I like about Nick Robertson. You make up your own mind. We've seen quite a bit of video here, but I am very high on this young man. Well, how about Taylor Scott, the young man out of Jonasburg, South Africa? Yes, he's South African. Love that three-quarter arm slot. He falls off to the first base side, but you got to know that three-quarter arm slot at least one. Look, it gets that ride and run. That's what it does. When you're low three-quarter, that was low run there. But watch this ball run to his arm side. He gets a lot of good run to that, which if you see a guy just one time through the lineup, that run right there, look how it runs back. He's able to start that out of the outer half. Look at that nice little slider. Does a couple things. You're able to get that run and start that ball in the outer half, break it back, hop it back over. We just topped a minute, talked a minute ago about Andre Jackson. Watch this play by Drew Avens. You know, Drew Avens, he had a sacrifice fly. He had a bunt base hit, and he threw a guy out at the plate all within about three innings. That just kind of goes to show you what kind of player Drew Avens is. But back to Taylor Scott. He's able to throw a good slider off of it, too, that we've seen kind of a Frisbee-type look to it. And then he's able to look at that run to that pitch, okay, whether it be a fastball, a two-seam sinker, whether it be a changeup. You know, he gets that good run to it. That's the pitch clock that you're looking at on your screen. And because of that, that's going to be tough to right-handers because it's bearing in and boring in on their hands. It's moving away from lefties. Then he has that good little cutters pitch and a slider. So, he can, you know, he can make that, that little slider look a little smaller and to, to look like a cutter, or he can make it look like a, you know, and maybe have a little bit more depth to it, but that three-quarter arm slot gives him a good, good cutter. Okay, his two-seam was 93-95 and his four-seam both. Okay, so he's throwing a four seam and a two seam. That's his four seam you just saw right there. They are both 93 to 95. Then he's throwing a cutter and a slider. So, you know, basically you throw the cutter and then you make that cutter bigger. It becomes a slider. So he has a two seam, a four seam, a cutter, okay, and a changeup. So you're talking about a guy that's a one inning pitcher that has five pitches. So good luck if you're a hitter trying to time a guy with five pitches that you only get to see one time that's very tough so that's why taylor scott has had success so far this season that's why he's very intriguing as a prospect for the dodgers that's why he had a good performance last night taylor scott the young man out of jonasburg like i said earlier jonasburg south uh, jonasburg i should say uh south africa
Boy, how about Luke Williams? You know, I've talked a couple times. Hey, who is going to be the the AAA shortstop for Oklahoma City? And how about Luke Williams? This is his second triple in consecutive games, and look at him run. You know, this young man, he's long, and he has major league experience, and he's on a minor league contract, so I've said it a couple of times that, you know, all upside, no downside, and, boy, so far, look at this flat swing. Watch his hands flat through the zone. Look how flat it's – you know, the, when I say flat, I mean his hands travel flat through the hitting zone, and that puts the, the barrel in the zone for the longest amount of time to hit. Then you take that top hand, you turn that barrel to match the plane of the pitch, and if you can have that flat that flat path with your hands – to stay in the hitting zone, and you can actually turn that barrel with your top end to match the plane, the pitch, to match the the plane, the, the the bat, the bat angle, I should say, to the plane, the pitch, and you have the best of all worlds. You have a long hitting window. Watch, he does it all right here. You have a long hitting window, plus. You're going to have the perfect launch angle coming off the bat because your bat angle is going to match the plane of the pitch. And Luke Williams has been able to do that. He obviously has that skill as a hitter. He's able to hit for that. You know that those are big power alleys in, in Bricktown Ballpark. It's like 415 to left center. So you know that thing checking up. You know in front of the, the front of the wall there was no there was no wind whatsoever in Oklahoma either. So there that was not wind aided. That's a pretty good poke to the opposite field. For Luke Williams, and again, I love this swing. Flat hands, turn the barrel, and let that ball get deep to to an extent, you know, and hit that ball into right center, and then run like crazy. That's what Luke Williams did last night, two nights in a row, as a matter of fact. Hey, Wander Suero quietly, you know, hey, a young man who has a lot of major league experience. Look at that little cutter pitch for him. A lot of major league experience. There's another cutter that backed up on him a touch, but. With the Washington Nationals, quietly is having a fantastic 2023, at least a start to it. That little cutter is a good pitch, especially the lefties. Just kind of gets right up underneath their swing. Okay, and he held Tacoma scoreless in, you know, the 10th inning, ninth and 10th inning, and then the, the Dodgers we're going to get to here in just a minute were able to have the walk-off hit in the thing, and there's that bigger slider. So he has that cutter and the slider. I don't know exactly what he labels them, but just looking at those two pitches, I would call them a cutter and a slider. There's the cutter there. Okay, and then he went two innings. Wander Suero did. And like I said, quietly having a heck of a start to this season. A lot of emotions right there. I love it. He's excited about it. He has not allowed, or excuse me, I should say, let me back up just a little bit. He's allowed a run in just one out of his nine outings so far going back to spring training. And he has eight strikeouts and just one walk. So he's been in the zone. He has that good slider, that good cutter, the good four seam. He's got a lot of slingshot to his motion. He hides the ball well. He's tall, so he gets down the ball well, down the mound well. So he has good extension, so he has deceptiveness to it. He has some movement to his ball, his late movement to it, and he's able to throw that four seam up in the zone and use that spin rate to make it very difficult for hitters to catch up with. There's that bigger slider. I'm not exactly sure what he labels that, but that's what I would call it. And then there's that four seam up, and you've already seen the cutter. So, again, Wander Suero has had a great start to 2023. Let me say this again. He's allowed a run in just one of his nine outings and has eight strikeouts and just one walk. All right, here's the show for AAA Oklahoma City. Jemai Jones, who was picked up actually last year 
with the walk-off. And you can tell right here, one thing that is very noticeable about him is the energy and excitement and infectious, positive energy that he plays the game with. And, you know, in a season last year, the Oklahoma City Dodgers AAA played 150 games. But at the major leagues, they play 162. When you have guys that can stay positive and have, you know, it's one thing to – have energy one day, but hey, can you do it day after day after day? Jemai Jones is that guy, very talented, don't get me wrong. I don't want to slide his talent at all, but I wanted to focus on the fact that he has an incredible amount of positive energy that really energizes a club, that really gets a club going. And it's not, you know, the rah-rah, hey, loud and talking like you're being a cheerleader. You know, the, I say it all the time, there, there's a difference between cheerleading and leading. You know, what he does is he leads by example by going out on the field and showing his emotions by going out on the field, having fun and having a lot of energy and positive energy by the way he plays and then just watching him play motivates you to want to have that kind of energy as well. And from that perspective, it's very infectious and it's just great to have in your dugout. Okay, the Dodgers picked him up last July, actually, out of free agency, and he's still just 25 years old, so still a lot of time for Jemai Jones to grow into a very good major league player, very talented, good athlete, second baseman. At least he played second base last night for Oklahoma City, and like I said, has the tremendous amount of positive, fun, exciting energy. So there you have it. There's our show for you today. There were a lot of highlights to get to. It was a very, very fun Saturday evening of baseball between Los Angeles and Oklahoma City. Again, Clayton Kershaw had the big performance, the big start for the Dodgers. Trace Thompson, boy, what a night he had. Oklahoma City walked it off. There was some great relief pitching for Oklahoma City. And then, you know, the big night for Jemai Jones with the walk-off. Luke Williams again. Had another big night for them. Nick Robertson looked good. Taylor Scott looked good. So there was a lot of great action. I hope you enjoyed the show, and I hope you tune in tomorrow. Hey, before we get out of here, just another reminder, if you like this video and if you like this kind of content, go ahead and click that like button, leave a comment, tell all your friends about Dodgers Daily. Okay, tell them all about Dodgers Daily, and become a subscriber. Become a subscriber, and then after you subscribe, click that notification bell, turn on your notifications, that way, every time Dodgers Daily release a new video, you get notified. Dodgers Daily can keep growing, and we can keep providing you content like this in the future, as we love to do. Okay, as always, I'd like to thank you for tuning in and say go Dodgers!